There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jey Uso may have been drafted to Monday Night Raw, but because of that, someone needs to go in his place. L- listen, you've got you've to balance the sheet somehow. Well, absolutely, even though, uh, you know, as, as a few people pointed out, he did quit, so it's not like he needs to be <laughs> drafted. But did he officially quit? Well, that's the thing. Did he just quit SmackDown? In which case, you still don't need to be, still don't need a replacement. Either way, Jey Uso has been drafted, and Adam Pearce revealed on this show that someone from Raw is going to be going across to SmackDown mm. as a tr- part of the trade agreement. But whom might that be? I get the feeling it's probably going to be Cody Rhodes. Well, let's talk about it, because I don't know. I am Luco in D.A.D. I'm joined by the Professor of the Truth, your jam that Ugh. champion, Dan the Truth Layton. And still. And still. Very much. After AEW All Out. Welcome to the Rest Talk Podcast channel. Please do press the subscribe button. This is your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up uh, and leave a comment down below if you're watching this on demand. But if you're watching us live, get in your alpha chats to wrestlecom forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollar level now i know what some of you'll be thinking luke you're late again because you were on the instagram live not true yeah. i say back to you dan why were we late so basically what happened was um i timed to perfection about 10 to i was like i'm just gonna go get a, a coffee and a cup of tea for luke i'll come back down and i was back downstairs i'm gonna say it's about 355 maybe 356 which gives us a nice four minutes to settle in you close the stream we were already set up over here it's just oh. a matter of pressing the go live button all done i was wrapping up my instagram live yeah you were, everything was everything was at, i would go so far as to say oozy at this is luke.owen there you go at daniel j layton now what then happened was we have a, a fire door system in this building that is still new and there's still you know teething problems everything getting used to it um, and every single time I've come down the stairs with a mug in each hand, I've gone, goodness, I hope no one's on the other side of that door. And today they were. So uh, I, I basically go to reach the door with uh, one hand, which is a mug in it. So it's that kind of one finger situation, just as someone else pushes it on the other side, which means bash, crang, crang, crack, crash, bang, wallop, that one. And what then a video. everything all over the place. I've got, uh, uh, my, my toe is hurty because... 
burning hot liquid just fell on it. Uh, my shirt smells of coffee, but it's a dark shirt, so that's fine. It does smell delicious. Uh, I, well, there you go. Even um, more delicious than you usually smell. Which is, would you believe it? Just deodorant half the time. Is it really? Yeah. Just wear deodorant. No way. Yeah, I get so many compliments. I I like fancy fragrance, mm. but I get so many more compliments from bloody Nivea <laughs> than I do from anything else. Because I'm a spray man. Are you? Oh, yeah. And um, I, I've got my fragrance. Which is? Uh, it is the one that's shaped like a rugby trophy thing. Oh, Invictus. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's my fragrance. Paco Rabanne. No one ever says anything, but you know, I, I do because it makes me feel good. I'm a Tom Ford boy. I wear, I wear Tom Ford. I have, hmm, I have fancy fragrances. I have evening fragrances. I have daytime fragrances. Mm. So like, you'd, you, daytime, a nice sprightly smell. Evening, something musky and sweet. Dan, we need to get on with the show rather than us just talk about our musks. Yeah, I'm going to get there because you know who else is musky and sweet? Jay Uso. Uh, yeah, that nearly works. I was going to ask you just bring yourself slightly in as well. Don't be, don't be afraid to sit next. I'm trying, but then also, then, then as, we, as we're going live, my um, Holly on the NRB Twitch hasn't logged out of, of her Discord. Don't be blaming Holly. I'm blaming Holly. Left the iPad in the, in, from the Twitch stream the other day, and now I didn't, so I've had to get my laptop out, so I'm a, a bit frazzled. Um, but that's great energy for the podcast. You're all sevens and eights, aren't you? I am. Sixes, so, sevens, and eights. There was a big thing that happened on Payback. Probably the only big thing that happened, but other than the, the tag title changing hands. Mm-hmm. I thought not a great show uh, was Payback. It was a two-match show. Yeah. But not in a SummerSlam 2013 kind of good, no uh, kind of way, in which it was a two match show, but those two matches were all timers. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very much the the opening match was an absolute banger. Uh, Trish and Becky, you know, putting Paige to three months of bad, mm-hmm. uh, tired, spinning wheels build to deliver an absolutely sensational it's match. The best match that they've had, genuinely one, and I, I would go so far as to say it was it was up there for me in one of the best matches WWE have turned out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the tag match was a lot of fun. Great fun. And a big title change. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. But the other big thing that happened on the show was Jay Uso was announced as the newest member of the roster for Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Now, like, reportedly, like, this makes sense because the reported plan is that they split Jay and Jimmy at SummerSlam. Yeah. But they are not ready to do, or they don't want to do the Jimmy J match hmm. anytime soon. That's why it didn't happen at Payback. And that's why Jay was written off of TV, where he where he quits the company. Yeah, because they don't want to do that match until WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like they see that as a big marquee match for Mania, which I agree with. Mm. Um, so this, I feel, is actually a really good way to keep them apart: is to keep Jimmy on SmackDown, keep Jay on Raw. Jimmy can do his stuff with Solo Sokoa that I don't think is hugely getting over. But Jay can just go and be Jay for a little bit. And then, you know, maybe they'll have a showdown in the Royal Rumble. And that's where you then start the program that leads to Jimmy versus Jay at Mania. I agree. And it was interesting that this uh, Cody Rhodes being on payback to do a Grayson Waller effect moment. And then he tweets just before going out, like, oh, there's a little announcement. I was like, huh, what's what's the announcement? And as he's coming out, he talks about, do you watch Monday Night Raw? Do you watch? And I was like, He's going to go to SmackDown. He's about to tell us he's moving to SmackDown. Um, and then when it was the reveal that actually it was Jay coming to Raw, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So then you get the follow-up, which is which is on, on Raw being about, you know, potentially someone going over to SmackDown. I was like, okay, so there's a lot of question marks to go down. The actual splitting of Jimmy and Jay, to your point, is kind of, it, they basically did this last year with Dominic and Ray, mm. didn't they? It was like, we're building to this, to you having a match, but 
we don't want to get there. We want to save it for a big show when there aren't any big shows yeah. in this period of time. So we just put them on different brands. We'll just move them on different brands. And again, it was this thing of like, I just think I, I'm, I want to quit. And then Ray goes over and, you know, wins the Intercontinental Championship uh, number one contendership on the first night, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a, a big sort of deal. So they've got previous and it's done well. Mm -hmm. So like, why not? you know run it back i exactly. guess i can't wait for it to be a cinnamon toast crunch sponsored match because they used to eat cinnamon toast crunch as children no, and they're um yeah. i've never had it we don't get it here no um but is yeah so you they, they jimmy jay opened the show this week mm -hmm. uh, and he had a segment with Sami Zayn. i actually really like this story that they're doing with jay oh my god i which, loved it I, I think it's a really cool thing which is that like oh dude you've pissed off a lot of people yeah. with the bloodline so I'm happy to see you here. I'm proud of you for, yeah. for standing up for who you are and like being main event Jey Uso and, and leaving the bloodline. But I am kind of alone in that. Kevin's not cool with it. And there are a lot of people backstage that are not cool with it. And they illustrated that by when Sammy and Jay were walking to the back, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle's tag match was next. Mm -hmm. So Drew walks in, you're like, oh, you know, it's a year since Clash of the Castle and the bloodline screwed over drew winning the world title so he's staring daggers into them and like sammy then runs back being like hey no, it's, it's cool let's let's not do this mm -hmm. now like we need to you know we'll not do this and then matt riddle comes in you're like oh yeah matt riddle's got is his issues with the bloodline because of what they did to randy and yep. that and the other and so sammy again has to play peacekeeper and then later on in the show you had the segment where like jay was more or less just on his own to the, so much so that dominic mysterio walked up to be like I know what it's like to leave a family mm. and be come from a broken home with a Hall of Fame deadbeat dad. But I found a new family and I reckon I could put in a good word and I can welcome you in, into it. Like you can leave one family and come into your new family with the judgment day. So it's kind of cool. Like it's it A sets up a lot of like spinning plates of yeah, people aren't particularly keen with Jay being on Raw because of the bloodline. B, it's kind of set up Jay versus Bloodline as his first raw storyline, which I'm I'm all in for. I almost wanted to stop you while you were doing that because there were so many, it was through the course of the show, all this Jay stuff. And there were so many individual moments that I thought were absolutely brilliantly done separate from each other, right? Mm -hmm. So as you're doing the recap of all of it, I'm like, oh, let's really focus in on that. Oh, let's really focus in on that. Because that's such a rare thing that we get mm -hmm. to do. I mean, Raw has been broadly fine for over a year now at this point. Um, some absolute stinkers in there, some absolute bangers in there, but broadly fine. Broadly fine. So rarely do I get do I do I sit back in a moment in a show and go, oh, I loved the way you did that, especially on a production level, mm -hmm. because right at the beginning, you have Jay come out and I and his he's got a new theme. Jimmy had a new theme which sounds like a little bit of magic over <laughs> on SmackDown, um, and then you have Jay's new theme, which is not new; it's a re imagining it's a rewriting yeah of the usos theme and the lyric is just me us mm -hmm. he's on his own yeah even in the way he's been sung to the ring he leaves he left through the crowd he comes back through the crowd right he re-enters the arena as it were and i like that as a visual coming back into the arena um of this weekly show uh because you are kind of up there against these gladiators because they've all got it in for you and then as he does this this moment with sammy wasn't very easy of me to not give you a cuddle. They have a little cuddle together. That's quite nice to see. The first person to meet him is someone who has been pushing for him to take the stand for himself. And then he leaves. And as he's going up, we get a literal gauntlet of people who have it in for him. I'm, I'm almost sad that there weren't more people in this match that had it in for him. <laughs> yeah. Because the idea that he's walking up the aisle and there's someone who wants to take him out. And all right, 
I know that. I'll move past. Well, here's another one who wants to take you out. Yeah. That was really cool to me. I thought that was a really really great visual and I was really impressed with them doing that. Um, And then at the end of the show... Should we just, should I just do the Dominic thing? Because I, I, yeah, I had, I was full of praise for this moment. Mm, go for it. Because but Dominic, Dom, Dom was superb in this segment. Dominic was absolutely outstanding. Like I, from a performance level, first of all, I was like, oh, there's the little trade compensation thing yeah. that was quite. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to that in a second, but let's do the yeah. Dom bit. Um, because it really, he was there, sort of on his own, um, and then he did like. Standing in the little corner, Jay versus the world. He's almost like, oh, I thought this was going to be a big triumphant moment and I've left behind people and hopefully people could see this. Maybe that's all going through his head. I don't know. But then Dominic walks over and I actually found it a little bit adorable. Like the way he was holding his body was almost like that of a child. He might as well have been holding a teddy bear and a blanket. Like he was, he was being really vulnerable and just sort of saying exactly as you said, I know what this is like. And it wasn't in a smarmy heel like, welcome to Raw, like... It yeah. wasn't negging him. And it, it could have come across as comedy because it was like, I left a broken home. And, and it then... has been comedy with Dominic, hasn't it? Yeah, you're exactly. right. Absolutely, yeah. But this didn't come across that way. This was quite a sincere yeah. promo from Dominic Mysterio. He was basically saying, and the idea of like the deadbeat dad and it's Rey Mysterio that we all, and because of the situation with mummy and when he talks and we've got all the booing, He's kind of a comedy heel, prison Dom. You know, he's been to do- dirty Dominic Mysterio. He's the North American champ, and it's kind of a bit silly. Yeah. All of it is a bit, and we're all he's in on the joke. Exactly. He's a punchline that we're all in on. And yet, in this moment, you heard his point. And every villain should feel justified in their actions, whether or not they are, whether or not we agree with them. Dominic Mysterio is saying, I'm from a broken home, like my dad wasn't there for me. I felt like I was performing in the idea of this family, so I know what this is like, and I've found a family now. Just letting you know, it can get better, and there's space for you, which is so nice and so welcoming and such an interesting way to go because they could, and the judgment they have, been the kind of snarky losers almost in a way. The goth kids at school. The goth kids at school. They could have. He could have walked over and negged the hell out of him and got a punch, and it would have been a whatever segment. This was really effective. And you could tell how effective it was because Jay at the end of this was almost like, hmm, you got a point there. You got a point there. Because he's just walked in and everyone's turned Every- back on him. Everyone's having a pop at him. Yeah. Even Akira Tozawa's having a pop at him. And there they've done go. nothing wrong to Akira Tozawa. Although I'm going to shout this person out because I did spy it out the corner of my eye. Uh, sorry, I've lost where it is. Oh, oh no. Okay. Handsome, uh, handsome Sausage uh, here says, wouldn't Finn also have a problem with Jay? Because Finn would, you know, him at like the, the bloodline and God screwed him out of his world title match. When was that? Extreme Rules 2021? Okay. I can't remember that. It's the one where he's going up for the coup de grace and then the top rope falls. Oh, <laughs> right. And okay. It was basically put over as, and it was an act of God mm. that saved the bloodline and the, the, the title. But you could also then make the argument that, like, you know, over time, whatever, and, and Dom, almost the opposite of like Sammy and whatever, like, Jay was vouching for Sammy or Jimmy was vouching for Sammy and Dom starts vouching for Jay. There's a lot of avenues that you could go down with yeah. that. And I just, yeah, I just really wanted to praise Dominic Mysterio because he's he was so good here. And it was a good piece of writing. It was a good choice to make. And I don't often say that about the production of these moments. I agree. So. And they also gave you a little nugget of a bit of a tease, mm-hmm. something that we'll probably see play into in next week's episode, mm-hmm. which is that Adam Pearce said, look, Jay, it's great to have you on Raw, but 
Cody Rhodes had to pull a lot of strings in order to get you here on Raw. And because of that, we have to trade someone over across to SmackDown. And you're not like now, Mm -hmm. but the person who's going to get traded is probably going to make you even less liked in this locker room. Yeah. So Cody, like, I feel like Cody is the answer that makes the most sense to me in terms of that would be someone kayfabe wise. The locker room would be upset. Certainly the babyface locker room would be upset that Cody's been uh, traded across. Uh, it is a main eventer for a main eventer, so it's almost like an equal level mm-hmm. trade. And it puts Cody back on the same brand as Roman, so you can build towards your WrestleMania match and Cody can finish the story. Yeah, that is three good bits of logic. The potential, like, oh, that might not be the case, though, is Drew effectively on this episode said, it said, oh, my next feud's Cody Rhodes, by the way. Did he? Well, so Drew, when he was having his argument with Kofi Kingston, mm. and because Kofi got involved in their tag match, <laughs> he said, like, look, I'm going to keep be keeping an eye on Jey Uso. And if Jey Uso steps out of line, I'm going to be going to the man who brought him across here. I'm going after ah, Cody. Right. So it kind of like Drew was essentially, in so many words, saying, I'm going to have a singles feud with Cody at some point. Which we, which we were, which we, someone pointed out when yeah. we did that whole What Life for Cody episode. Yeah. And so, like, you know, Drew's a great shout. We all think he's going to be turning heel soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just feel like make, turning him across to SmackDown kind of makes the most sense. So the question basically since uh, they were, well, the question since WrestleMania, I suppose, has been when's he getting the belt? You know, because yeah. it wasn't then. When's it going to be? He got drafted to Raw. And then, uh, well, I was going to say, then we, got, then we got the announcement of this World Heavyweight Championship. Then that World Heavyweight Championship got drafted to Raw. Or, or no, so then, then Cody got drafted to Raw and Roman got drafted to SmackDown. So it was like, they're separate. Then the belt, and, and he was in the title for the belt, and the belt is exclusive to Raw, but there were SmackDown people involved in it. And all of that nonsense, all of it was going down. It was like, oh, okay. This has been the question ever since. How do you get them together again? And my answer really has just been, well, he wins the Royal Rumble. And I personally, I would, my argument is to run it back. Instead of Gunther at one and Cody at 30, Cody at one and Gunther at 30. Mm-hmm. And they do that thing of like, I guess, repeat the Undertaker and Sean thing of repeating the thing that happened yeah, last yeah. year, but in a different way. Um, I personally don't know if I find it the most inspired choice. Yeah. Because then what does he do on SmackDown? Does he just do Bloodline stuff until WrestleMania? Versus, I mean, they've announced him for Raw next week. They've announced that Cody Rhodes makes a return to Raw. He does a big speech on Raw next week. Which also was sort of tipping me towards this. And he, that's where they make the announcement. That he's that he, off. That he's being drafted to SmackDown. To answer, like, what's he going to do? There's been reports that he's going to have a tag match with Cena at some oh, point. So, like, you know, oh, that's true. So Cena's over on SmackDown. And it, I mean, hell, we were all salivating a little bit at the idea of like, I mean, I saw it on Twitter, people being like Cody and Cena together. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reminding me of that. So yeah, you've got that. And like that kind of, anyway, there was the Grayson Waller effect, mm-hmm. who's a SmackDown guy with Cody Rhodes. I feel like he's almost inserting himself into some SmackDown storylines. I did see someone in the chat as well say, like, you know, it could either be Cody, Kevin would be an interesting one because, like, from from Sammy's perspective, then, like, he's he's happy that Jay is here, but in doing so, he's now lost his best friend who's mm. now been drafted to another show. So there could be, you know, some some fun stuff to have around with oh, that. That's interesting. 
or Sammy goes across and that's actually more fuel for Kevin. So then you've got a KO Jake. I just lost my do. mate. And that way you don't have to do a Sammy Kevin split. Yeah. Because I think that's something that I'm a little bit like, let's not do that. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, they did nothing with the tag belts. Not yeah. their fault. No, no. But no. Like, yeah, it's, I feel like they, they did nothing with the tag belts. And I don't think their run as a tag team has been particularly inspiring at post WrestleMania. Mm. And then I saw someone say, like, The Miz. Because he is feuding with Knight at the moment. Mm -hmm. So rather than it be a cross-promotional thing, you can just move Miz across to there. I don't see the point. He's always kind of like yucking up with Grayson Waller. But like, I don't see the point in moving the Miz across because you've, you've already got Grayson Waller yeah. over on SmackDown. Like you don't, you don't need both of them there. I think that would actually undermine Waller and undermine the Miz somewhat as well. Unless you pivot Miz into a Jarrett role um and uh have make him great well i mean <laughs> surprise he's been great all along is what would happen wouldn't it ain't he great um the idea being that like he would be a sort of like you know they're all together and they're all the, ma the management team and they're all annoying or whatever the team tna is kind of annoying like yeah. you know oh, uh, yeah. it's the same the same thing with miz and walla but i again think that would be an uninspired choice because the, the thing that pierce said here about like oh it might get on people's nerves even more if you're setting up this idea that it's jay uso versus the world and then he's in the miz across to smackdown nobody's gonna care that's the thing is like that's why i don't think it'd be the miz yeah. because that would not upset the raw locker room yeah i agree I think it would need to be someone who is a popular name so that kind of lose as the three being i think cody sammy and kev and someone pointed out there like you know wouldn't uh wouldn't it be too obvious for it to be cody well and like someone said like guys it's obvious it's tomato champ because champa walked into the office afterwards but like i was like that's diy but that that also doesn't upset the raw locker room no it needs to be it needs to be some form of leader yeah it needs to be someone who makes a statement or who a number of people have um who a number of people have sort of a connection with if they hadn't just won the tag belts i'd suggest it was damien priest Damien Priest, Becky. Becky. Yeah. Oh, you didn't even think of the women's division. Yeah. yeah. Could be Becky. I'm looking at the uh, the list of Raw Superstars now. Um, Chad Gable. Chad that splits up Alpha Academy. Yeah. And people, people, the fans would be upset with that. Mm -hmm. And it would maybe provide, I mean, not to bury the lead and get too ahead of ourselves because we'll talk about that match later. But oh my God, Chad mm -hmm. Gable made himself look like more of a star every single week. Absolutely. Um, it won't be Gunther because he's got the bell. Yeah. Could be Jackie Rebbin, I could get Kathy Kelly back. Um, Jinder. Jinder. Uh, Jinder's like, share. Like New Day, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking at this roster. Yeah. There's nobody here who I'm like, other than, I think your top three are probably Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Cody Rhodes. Yep. And I think with, with the criteria that has been laid out in front of us, those are the ones that make the most sense. Yeah. And I said it was a sort of uninspired choice, and that purely for me exists in the idea of like, well, I can see what... The reason... I, I, Cody Rhodes is amazing, right? I love Cody Rhodes. But... He should have won the belt. Sorry to do the meme. Sorry to do the thing that you're all like, you're still harping on about. And I know you're all right. We are doing that. But the reality of the situation is it has led to him sort of just being there because we're all expecting it. And when you're all expecting it, you're like, well, can't I have it now? It, it wasn't, it hasn't been delivered as a shock twist and, and the story hasn't been about Cody finding himself again or anything like that. He's just been having matches. Well, C Cody feuded with Brock Lesnar for uh, over a hundred days in a storyline that went from point one and ended at point one. Mm. Uh, and then has done and a great moment and has done nothing since. Yeah. Yeah. 
For all this talk that, you know, the reports are that, like, WWE still think that they made the right decision because, like, they've made more main eventers out of not putting the belts on Cody because they've made main events out of Jay, Jimmy, and, and Solo. I was like, well, you could have done that. The other one was, well, business is still really good. I was like, yeah, it probably still would have been good with Cody's champion either. Um, but, like, it's, I, I, I cannot buy into this argument that, like, Cody's in a much better place now since not winning the belts because, mm. I, as I laid out then, he feuded with Brock for 100 days in a storyline that went nowhere. And has done nothing since. And um, the only other thing that's also got a little question mark in my head is, we are now, folks, <laughs> on the road to War Games, probably. Like, it's not been announced that it's going to be a Survivor Series, but you can make a bet that they're going to do something similar. I would have thought they'd already announced it by now. Like, well, they announced it quite early doors that mm. they were doing Survivor Series War Games. That's true, they did do that. But even so, Survivor Series, I suppose you have the big five men matches, the multi-person matches. And it has felt to me like it would be Judgment Day versus Sammy, Kevin, <sighs> Seth, and Cody. <sighs> right? Like, oh, no. But like, oh man, I'm well done at that though. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, but that said, Sammy continuing his feud with Judgment Day on this episode of Raw made me groan heartily. Uh, not to be an absolute troll, but if you take Cody over to SmackDown and so he's not one of that team, there's a spot on that team open and uh, where's Survivor Series being held this year? Chicago certainly is. who was uh, apparently rumored to be Punk's chosen opponent for WrestleMania Night One main event, Kevin Owens. You could have a little, you could have a little summer summon. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Cody, probably. I feel like it's Cody. Yeah, and you know, someone said they're like it's an obvious, it's too obvious, but obvious isn't always bad. Yeah, obvious isn't always bad, especially when you can go somewhere with it. And like it, it makes storyline sense. Like, obvious isn't bad, particularly if it does make storyline sense. And it does, like, he has pulled all of these strings mm. and pulled in all of his favors. Oh, you're right. So he can get to SmackDown and get to Roman. That's his goal. That's the only thing he wants to do is beat Roman and finish the story. For that time. So he's doing everything he can to get himself into that position. That is a jolly good uh, reading. Narratively, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, narratively, it makes no kind of sense because, first of all, brands split what? Second of all, Adam Pierce is trading with himself. Third of all, um, well, yeah, I mean, like, it, obviously, Jay Uso wasn't a part of the roster. Yeah, he was in the I alumni mean, and, section. Well, like, Miz and Knight are currently feuding and right. they're not on the same brand, but it kept being on each other's show. Like, it, I, honestly, the brand, it's brand split LOL until they decide the brand split is important and we need to focus on it. I, and it's just such easy tweaks. This is what I'm talking about, why I really wanted to give such massive praise to that Dominic Mysterio segment and to the opening gauntlet segment. Because elsewhere on this show, including but not limited to this segment, there's production logic choices that are so stupid. Like the base level of not being able to commit to this idea of this brand split. Just commit. Just commit. Mm -hmm. Give one of them a GM. Like, it doesn't need to be in every week. Adam Pierce, but a second one. Yeah. You know. Adam Pierce, but another one. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, let's see what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw and our opening topic in your uh, alpha, alpha chat. Uh, Restall.com forward slash support. We'll, get into, uh, we'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar amount. And Ben Vlerick is going to kick us off here. said, no disrespect to Jay. Love him. They ain't a crap deal for Raw to trade their top baby face and overall second biggest star in the company in Cody for a tag wrestler. Granted, oh. one of the best with singles potential. Uh, can he take Cody's spot? I don't know. That, I mean, no, let's not be dogging on tag team wrestlers yeah uh considering as well that dax harwood just had like an absolute you know one of the best matches of the weekend against mm. jay white yeah uh, on, on collision so like yeah I, I i don't think i'm gonna say like it's a downgrade it's what people said about the main like well it's a real step down for sammy to be going after the tag titles in at wrestlemania or they main event at mania but they main event I, the I, I do i will say i do know what you mean when you say a, a tag team wrestler because uh, there are some tag team wrestlers who are just, you know, really good in that kind of tag team context. You know, I'm thinking of Too Cool. I'm thinking of, um, like, Too Cool are better as a unit than they were as individuals. Or, like, um, well, I guess the New Age Outlaws, for me, were better as a unit than they were as individuals. What are you talking about? Uh, Road Dogg's icy title run that he had? Around the time they gave each other the wrong belts. Oh, it was, yeah, leading yeah. into WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Where Billy Gunn was in a feud Hardcore with, with yeah, well, he, Billy Gunn was in a feud with Val Venus and Ken Shamrock over the IC title, yeah. and Road Dog was in a feud with Al Snow and the Big Boss Man over the Hardcore title. Mm. But then at WrestleMania, Billy Gunn is the Hardcore Champion going up against Big Boss Man and Al Snow, or moment Hardcore Holly actually, and Road Dog was in an IC match mm. with Val Venus and Ken Shamrock. It's silly, isn't it? It was very silly, very um, very stupid. So, so I do see what you're saying there, but I also I also feel like Jay's work has done such a good. Um, he, Jay's been so good in this in this little run that I think he deserves to be seen individually as well as one of the Usos. I and I, I also think that if you just look at that first shot, something I was really thinking about was when when he climbs up. First of all, coming down the the stairs, everyone seems to be well hyped. 
Then he stands up and he's doing this mm-hmm. and the crowd are doing it back. We love to join in. Like crowds love to join in with things. Um, sometimes uh, for the wrong choices. Uh, Stop it. Stop it. Um, and then the... Uh, the vi- <laughs> I hate you for this right now. The visual of the crowd doing that back is akin to the crowd doing this. They love that kind of stuff. So like... If, if they weren't interested in him, they wouldn't have been doing it. Yeah. So he's, he's a big star. He main evented WrestleMania. Amy here says, I'm not saying this is a good idea, but what if instead of Cody going to SmackDown, it's Kevin. He's well-liked and well-respected and beloved by Sammy, who was ready to welcome Jay back with open arms. Kevin is my number two choice of like of interesting story developments. The other thing with Cody as well is that I think USA Network would be really pleased if Fox had roman cena and cody <laughs> right <laughs> on the same and you know well who have we got then yeah oh you well you've got main event jay uso you've got main event jay uso here you got the miz a lister <laughs> two-time grand slam champion thank you kuzu here says cody being traded makes the most sense he's the one who brought jay to raw and obviously did it to go after roman roman is going to be happy with that cody intervened and that's when we build to wrestlemania yeah i do like well so the interesting question is right and I, and I hate to be frustrating about it, but the qu- we were like, "How is Roman? How is Cody going to get to Roman?" Well, now how's Jay going to get to Jimmy? Like, if if I feel like we take this brand split far more seriously than they do. Oh, one hundred percent, right? We do. So, like, for all we know, this will never come up again. Yeah. I, however, I do love I love this logic because I love it from you. The idea that Cody's pulled some strings to count SmackDown, like I I I appreciate that. That's a nice little bit of narrative. Oh, look, everyone in the chat is going hardcore. I country. hate you all. <laughs> We're taking it back, everyone. We're reclaiming it. We're reclaiming it. Some some fools tried to ruin this at RevPro, and we're trying to take it back and reclaim it as a good chance. Is that why you interrupt your streams to send me voice notes? Yes. That haunt me. <laughs> uh, Steve has been a member for six months in a row, said it's got to be Kevin. Sets up issues with his only supporter, Sammy. Dan is delicious as always. <laughs> Love you guys. Particularly delicious today if you're a fan of coffee. Um, I, I do like that idea of Kevin. I do like the idea of, of it, or, or like Sammy going and it splitting up this pair who just got their relationship back on track. And then, yeah, I guess you could run a, if Jay goes towards the judgment day, you can run a, a Jay and Sammy feud and then, um, for war games. Who, where am I going to find my team? Half of them have left. Ah, <laughs> then you get to re- recreate Kevin yeah, coming yeah. down. Oh, that was so tasty. Uh, and a little note from our moderators as well that uh, the SmackDown show this Friday is advertising Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. Obviously, it'll be the dark match. I don't read too yes, much into do. any of that. Uh, I get sent this a lot by people being like, oh, they're advertising this for a house show I'm going to in two months' time. It's like, that, but it's always got that big asterisk on their card subject to change. And dark matches aren't like in continuity. I mean, there's an, uh, an advert out there for the Indus share versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the tag team titles. Yes. In the Super Show in India. So, yeah. you know, it, it those don't mean anything. No, really. Absolutely not. Uh, right. Well, we're going to need to get into the show. However, Dan, um, you know, slightly embarrassing here. You and I are wearing very similar outfits. Today. Yeah, we're a tag team. Yeah, so we should wear I, similar gear. We we should do because, like, you know, we we talked about this. I, I you know, you've worn shirts like this before, and I was like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't wear my flowery well, shirt because otherwise people would yeah know, think that we're, I'm trying to dress like you. Or well, I'm, last week I was dressing like you because I was literally wearing that. I was yeah. wearing a white top and a and a floral. Yeah open so I, I feel like maybe i just need to change my outfit no. so, I, so i don't look as as much like you do we're a tag team we should wear the same outfit no, dan, dan, dan i think for the show 
I think it is important that you and I look distinct enough from each other that people do not confuse. People get us mixed up all the time. Oh, yeah, they do. Because we, we look so similar. So I just think that maybe I need to do something so I can just differentiate myself from you in some way. It so. probably about saying yes. Go on. Go on. Do your thing. So I'll, I'll just quickly get changed into a brand new outfit. If you come back naked, I swear to God. What, whatever will he be wearing? I look. I wore this today because it's nice and floral and it's summertime. And then I walk in and before saying hello, everybody just goes, oh, no. And I'm like, what have I done? What have I done wrong? And then I look over and there's uh, the other half of Pretty Dadly also wearing a floral shirt. And I was like, oh, I like this. But everyone is, yeah. There we go. Maybe that's better. Now Now we're talking. Maybe that's that's what we needed. (laughs) The doors I've opened. The influence (laughs) I've had. You've praised, in in the past year, you've praised the Miz Natalia and now you've got your chest out. Yeah. Everyone can see a little tattoo there. (laughs) Just peeking through. Lovely. (laughs) To be clear, it's a tattoo, not a nipple. I think it's it's quite clear on, on screen. Actually, I mean, it does look quite nipply, doesn't it, on camera? A little bit, but you know. I love this. Anyone tuning in is going to be very confused. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, this is like, well, I'm, I'm seeing double here. Luke's just doing a show with himself, I suppose. Uh, right, anyway, let's get into the full review of this episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, we opened with a big video promo for Payback that had a lot of focus on the tag match mm-hmm. uh, where the Judgment Day won the tag titles. And then we got a new intro video. We got, we got yeah. An actual with opening the Pyro, titles. Yeah, opening titles with Pyro and everything that had Jey Uso in there mm. and Trish. And Trish. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she's fully gone. I don't think she's fully gone either. Uh, and then we, uh, it was revealed that Nakamura attacked Rollins after their payback main event. So that feud will continue. Mm. Jey Uso opened the show, which we talked about uh, a moment ago. And then we got some... Um, we went from really good WWE staging and production <laughs> to very bad... Immediately. Immediately very bad WWE production and mm-hmm. layouts. Because what happened is... Jay and Sammy left. Mm-hmm. They bumped into Drew making his entrance. Then Matt Riddle made his entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a video package for Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura with a promo from Shinsuke. Then we had a backstage segment where Ricochet said, I'm not on TV anymore. Why am I not on TV anymore? And Seth Rollins will pass him. And he and Adam Pearce had a thing about the fact that, Seth, your back's bad. You're not allowed to be here. Today. Yeah. And Ricochet's like, you don't need to carry this company on your own. I can do this for you, Seth. And then we had an ad break. Well, actually, no, sorry. Then we cut back to the ring and Drew and Riddle are standing there. Then we got an ad break. And then we come back from the ad break and Drew and Riddle are standing there. And then the Viking Raiders made their entrance. And then we got a video recap of what happened last week. I was like, start the f***ing match already. <laughs> did you see, uh, did you hear Drew just before they went to the ad break? Yeah, he's like, Drew just went, we've been standing here for ages. I could do this all day. Oh, we're going to fight. Like, <laughs> and it is, it is a thing when you've been to a Raw or a SmackDown yeah. and you see someone come out and you see this in person. They are just standing there waiting for it to happen. <laughs> They're doing nothing. Well, the thing is, actually, if you've been to a live Raw taping, what happens is they dim the lights yeah. down and then play whatever up on the screen. Then they raise the lights up and play, you know, some music and stuff to film them and then dim the lights back down again. So, like, it's up, down, up, down. And this was not the last time in this episode of Monday Night Raw where this this production nonsense went down. And it gets on my nerves. And I know it seems like this, it, this it's this stuff that seems like nitpicking. But it's not. You know why? And also, people have a go at us for adverts. We'll talk about adverts in this episode of Monday Night Raw as well. 
America, you have way more adverts than we do. Oh, yeah. Like, if you watch a, a weekly episode of television in our country, we probably have a third of the number of adverts you do. In so a, it feels disjointed to us. In a half hour show, we have one ad break. Yeah. And it comes at the 15 minute mark. When I watch an episode of Friends, this this is so true because wh- when I watched an episode of Friends, the first time I went to America, it was an ad break. That, there was no ident or anything like that. I just went straight into the pre-episode joke. Then there was an ad break. Then there was the opening titles. Then there was the first bit. Then there was an ad break. Then there was the second bit. Then there was an ad break. Then there was the post-episode joke. Then there was an ad break. That was so many. That was so, And that just does not happen here. I... I learned something from uh, Talking Simpsons, which is that each act of a Simpsons episode has an ad break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for a 20-minute tw- show, mm-hmm. uh, it gets three ad breaks in yeah. there. Yeah. Nonsense. 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 But anyway, what wasn't nonsense was uh, Drew McIntyre and Matt Real. Sorry, Mod Mother. Um, uh, I didn't mean did to. I did, I did a big swear there. Very sorry. Um, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle took on the Viking Raiders in a tornado tag match with no rules. Uh, they sort of felt that they, they kind of put this over as a nice tribute to, to uh, Terry Funk. Texas and, Tornado, and Texas, yeah. yeah. And like, I, I quite enjoyed the moment when Riddle tried to do the Dudley Boy spot with, uh, <laughs> with Drew. He shoved him mm. and said, get the tables. So Drew shoved him back so hard that Riddle took a bump and he said, get him yourself. Yeah. I and don't. Riddle, Riddle went, all right. I liked this bit. I don't love it when Drew does comedy usually, but I actually did quite like this I bit. I actually found this quite endearing. Yeah. They really are going with the Glass Bros, though, yeah. as the name. I, I'll, I'll still write down Airheads, because uh, I yeah. think that's brilliant. This was very fun, chaotic action. Valhalla caused interference, which allowed uh, the Raiders to kind of take out Riddle and Drew. Kofi ran down to stop them doing Ragnarok through a table, but he accidentally gave Riddle the trouble in paradise. The Viking Raiders then threw Kofi into Drew and gave the Ragnarok to Riddle through the table and got the win. And Drew was quite uh, PO'd about this. And when you consider that last week he had said that I'm doing this so that I don't have to tag in, like, I'm, you know, he seems to be frustrated in this whole tag team thing. People getting interfering, uh, Kofi interfering, and, and, and it causing them to have a loss. I'm into this seeding him being really angry all the time. Yeah. I like it. Uh, they were really putting over the importance of the IC title on the show by showing you the greats that have uh, held the belt. They did this a lot throughout the show. So, you know, they were showing Pedro Morales, yeah. Pat Patterson, Steve yeah. Austin, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Booker T. Uh, hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I had, to, I had to do one of them. Otherwise, the joke doesn't work. It doesn't. I had a whole segment in my edited review that I had to cut out because I, I went too far being like, and Booker T. I feel bad for making that joke. Yeah. But there's really no one else I could pick. I can't pick the Miz. I ragged on him earlier. Yeah. I could have picked Triple H, I guess. But uh, we'll go with Booker T. I, you remember they did the, when, when Triple H first took Monday Night Raw back from the mustache um back in i mean the first time yeah, yeah um they did that amazing video package with a jbl voiceover yeah, about yeah, the, the US, us title style, yeah i kind of wish they'd done that for the I, intercontinental the image slideshow is a little bit um it's my mum and dad's wedding anniversary and i want to give them a nice present but i, I don't know uh, how to use premiere pro all that well yeah so i've just done this in powerpoint instead. and they go oh isn't that lovely isn't it lovely you've said it to um green day's good riddance time of your life <laughs> ah yeah yeah I did that for my parents' wedding. I, I bet you did. And <laughs> that felt too personal a story. <laughs> <laughs> but I did do it in Premiere Pro. Anyway, um, so we then had this segment with Seth Rollins coming out for a promo in his gear, calling out Shinsuke Nakamura because Nakamura attacked him after the, um, uh, the match at Payback. And Nakamura cuts his promo in Japanese 
and Seth was like, I'm going to assume that you've accepted this. Because what Seth wanted was for them to have a match for the World Heavyweight Championship right here, right now. And Shinsuke, who wants a World Heavyweight Championship with Seth Rollins so he can win the belt, and is looking at a Seth Rollins who is in a very vulnerable state mm-hmm. and can't actually... He's so hurt that WWE officials will not allow him to wrestle, said no. Yeah. I was trying to find what he said, but then Adblock went all over the place. Because yeah. he did cut his little promo in Japanese, and, yeah. and I thought it was curious to know exactly what he'd said. I think he said something along the lines of, like, don't tell me what to do, or, like, you can wait. Why would you wait? Well, yeah, that's that part I didn't understand. There's a really easy way out of this, which is just that Nakamura says yes, then Adam Pearce comes out and says, no, we're not doing this match now, mm. and he's not medically cleared. Yeah. Because why would a Nakamura want this match right now when he's most likely going to win the belt really easily. Wade Barrett tried to cover it a little bit uh, when he said um, the art of war, you know, don't do it on your opponent's terms. The idea that like, you know, Seth's saying we'll do this fight and he's saying I'll decide when we do this fight, which like, sure. But also you just lost. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. Like, like Rollins just pinned you clean. You don't actually have any grounds to be demanding another title match because you just lost mm. if if we're in this world where wins and losses do matter because they were telling us later on in the show that they do matter when chad gable had beaten gunther mm-hmm. you know two weeks ago that that one mattered so yeah i i thought this was not very good mm. and maybe it stems off the fact that i thought their match at payback was exceptionally underwhelming for as long as it went for the main event of the show it was man did it not deliver in any form i thought Mm. it was so mediocre and now we're just continuing this feud i'm like man i don't know about that it's tricky because i love the shinsuke character at this point i wrote down i love the way he moves i love the uh, the 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 facial expressions he's pulling i like that they're letting him cut promos in japanese that video before his entrance at payback where it was sort of like stylized and drawn i loved it it really spoke to my sensibilities um, and I like this whole business of that code on your back is as, as frail as you are. Like, you, you don't know what it means. I know what it means. I like that. Riley Reid knows what it means. Stop it. <laughs> um, I also agree that the payback match was kind of like a little bit limp, which is frustrating because it's like we had that at WrestleMania that time with AJ Styles and we've had it elsewhere. Shinsuke, you know, he's not giving the things that we know he's capable he's of. He's not giving us New Japan Nakamura. No, he's not even giving yeah. NXT Nakamura. Every time we think we're going to get new japan nakamura we we never do i'd also go so far as to though i'd also go so far though as to say the same of seth recently oh absolutely yeah i mean seth considering that a lot of people argue that he is the best wrestler in wwe at this point i don't feel like he's in the top 10 there's a lot of people that are eclipsing seth in terms of in-ring work i don't know why it is because it's not the character's been defanged with the with the belt but, but then also he, we liked the character work this time. he's trying so hard yeah. to make that belt feel like something. But it is, feels like it's weighing him down. Mm. Like it is really, for me, like it, I think it's massively lowered a lot of his stock. Mm. Which is really interesting because when he held that WWE title the first time, he was the one basically carrying the company. Wasn't he just? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a boring-ish proposition to think of this going forward, especially when the match we get immediately after the break is with Ricochet, which was the feud that didn't finish. Yeah, um, and and it had a terrible finish, and in his it match did as indeed well. have a terrible didn't, finish. Didn't finish again here. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's frustrating. Yeah, because what we got instead was Shinsuke versus uh, Ricochet, and uh, the crowd were quite quiet during this, which is what you don't want to. This was not a good crowd all night. They were loud for Jay, and they were loud for Sammy, 
and they, they were allowed in the main event. Loud for Judgment Day, particularly Dom. Like they really got into booing Dom, and they came alive for that main event. Everything else, not that arsed on. And that's not a great thing for what is supposed to be the number one contender to your World Heavyweight Championship. Again, it sometimes comes down to what you're being fed, you know. And I think that I think that what they're being fed here was vegetables. <laughs> like, so the crowd weren't popping for vegetables. Vegetables are lovely. Sure. Give me a nice roast carrot. Yeah, but they were they were serving you boiled carrot. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want any boiled cabbage. Nobody wants no, boiled cabbage. No, thank you. You know. Um, but yeah, what we had here was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet. Totally fine match. And then uh, Shinsuke just used a chair for the DQ. Lame. Mm. Yeah. And then he had a fight with uh, um, Seth Rollins. Priest was watching backstage and Rhea Ripley told him, don't, not, not now. Don't cash in now. Don't cash, don't cash in on the, the weakened world champion at this point. With a literal broken back who's just been attacked with a steel chair and had his head kicked in. Yeah. Don't attack don't, him. Don't, 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 don't do it now. Not now. We've got a video package for Becky and Trish and their excellent steel cage match at Payback. And not Kathy Kelly interviewed Zoe Stark because Zoe Stark turned on uh, Trish at the end of their match. Um, I've decided after the kickoff show on Saturday and some really good work that she's been doing that we can officially start calling Jackie Redman Jackie Redman now. Because she's, she's doing a really good job. She is. She's, she's never going to be Kathy Kelly, but she's also quite pretty and she's doing a good job. <laughs> Daniel <Mason>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Shayna Baszler walked in and I was like, oh yeah, you are part of the show, aren't you? Uh, saying that they have unfinished business and a match was made for later on. Interesting for me, because immediately I was like, yeah, I, I would like to see it. And then I was like, mm, but it's a heatless match with two heels. How is the crowd going to respond to this? The answer was they didn't. Well, there you go. And, I, and so immediately I was like, I've spotted a problem here. This match <laughs> needs to be six stars or nothing. And uh you know, uh, the Judgment Day came out for a promo with Balor putting out everyone, uh, Balor putting over everyone, I should say, and even shouted out to JD McDonough for his assistance in their tag match at Payback. Uh, Rhea points out that the Bloodline have fallen, so now they're the most dominant faction. I mean, they're draped in gold at the moment, so certainly is a good yeah. argument made for it. Uh, JD comes out with a bag, with a bag, and Priest's like, "Look, dude, I'm really trying my best to like you, but you are not helping your cause right now by coming out." I really like Damian Priest. I think he's so yeah, cool. me too. And JD's like, hey, come here to me. Oi, I've got this bag. You know yourself. <laughs> Sound quality gifts, Monaghan, Ireland. <laughs> what he has in the bag is, unfortunately, not new tag belt designs, which, which is what I was hoping for. So I wrote down here. So they look at that moment when they, you know, we see them standing there in the sort of dim light with them all glistening. I was like, oh, that's a great new visual. And then they start walking forward. I'm like, ooh, those belts are looking ropey. Those belts are rubbish that the a few poppers have been cut off and like yeah. they're just looking a bit dicey and i was like well what happens when you combine red and blue purple judgment day they could get their own belt and then out comes jd with a bag and i was like here we go no it's just to give uh Damian priest a new money in the bank briefcase a money in the bank briefcase <laughs> sorry to do another swear but let's be honest it's a money in the bank briefcase painted purple and someone's put the word senor on it, it in impact font it looks well now it's rubbish also the briefcase isn't what's important it's what's inside the briefcase that's important so damien remember rvd's like tie-dye spray paint like yeah, airbrush his, his big weed one yeah. oh it was amazing it's, yeah, yeah. it was great or like damien um, priest uh, sorry damien priest damien sandow had yeah with his, his, his leather one his grown-up briefcase yeah. yeah very nice this this rubbish boom briefcase. boombox brock yeah 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 love that a bit of decal on it but this yeah. was this is i actually 
I'd forgotten that it had happened <laughs> until I was yeah. going through the images, and I, and I went, "Oh that, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit oh, lame. yeah, that, that's a yeah. that's quite rubbish." Um, anyway, Sammy came out, despite the fact that Sammy said last week we're we're finishing this at, at payback, was like, "I think we should continue this," and uh, in the end, he wants to have a match with Dom, but JD steps in and says. Or you'll have the match instead. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> For your own good. <laughs> uh, we had more uh, image slideshow PowerPoint presentations of the IC champs. And Gunther got a very good promo on Chad Gable. I yeah, really yeah. liked how they were hyping up yeah. this main event. It was Through very, the show. Very good. Uh, Rhea... No, Raquel was chatting with Adam Pearce backstage, who wants a rematch with Rhea Ripley. But didn't Shayna come out first? Because this is the other oh, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is where we get. This is the other half of the nonsense where Shayna Baszler comes out, then more things happen, then more ad breaks happen, then more things happen, then she has a match. So bear in mind that all of this is going on while Shayna is standing in the ring. Yeah. So she wants another match. She wants a rematch because Dom interfered and Adam Pearce says, yeah, I think that that's going to happen. They announced later on that uh, Dom is going to be banned from ringside. And Chelsea walks in <laughs> to say, I think it is uh, a disgrace that she is getting another title shot when you know I, the actual star around here, should now be the front of the line. Mm. And in this, announced that Piper Niven is not cleared to wrestle. So so what <laughs> happened was she walked... I don't know if she was much saying that she wanted to, a title shot as she was sort of saying, like, I am I should be in here before she is. Like, I've been knocking on your door all day, which again continues the idea that Chelsea Green... First thing she does is write a to-do list, and at the top of that to-do list is ask Adam Pearce a question. What's um, funny about that? Sorry to cut you off, but Chelsea Green did used to do that. Yeah. So when she was in WWE the first time around, before she got fired, she'd said this on on Sean's podcast on Fightful that every day she would sit outside Vince McMahon's office and wait because that's what they were always told. If you want to yeah. have a meeting with Vince, you've just got to sit outside of his office and wait for an opening. Mm. So that's what she did every single show she's she, enterprising and she i respect just it. sat outside his office and waited for our opportunity never mm. got it no and they, and they got fired yeah so i actually quite funny that we've now turned that into part of her karen character and it works so well <laughs> yeah it really does it's so good um but then yeah so just to, just to stifle my first initial reaction was oh no because yes adam pierce does say piper niven is not medically clear to compete and then they even had a conversation about are you going to strip me of this bell or whatever and i was like oh my they even referenced the curse of these belts on on camera um there has been a report i don't know if you've read the report yeah, but so yeah she's she's, like, she's got an illness she's just out for a handful of weeks yeah she's, it's nothing serious they're not they're not gonna strip the titles on them. i mean no. they're not defending them anyway but like well yeah but she, she's just poorly she's not she's fine but i was like oh jesus maybe put them in the bin <laughs> like it's not even i'm the the first person to say that i want these belts to be treated well but i don't think the belt whatever the hell crystal mercedes monet put in those belts on the way out i would like to know because it's working uh, so anyway, they set up a match between Chelsea and Raquel. Uh, we then got Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. They really beat each other up here. And they were like, they, they put it over as well. And I thought it was quite a nice little bit of commentary by Cole. This is the woman in Shayna Baszler who ran Ronda Rousey out of the company. Mm. And Zoe Stark has run, triple, uh, run Trish Stratus off as well. Yeah. So like, the, you know, these two have run off legends. And, you know, they're, they're going to be like, now they're having a fight here. It was not like it wasn't a brilliant match. Like it was, you know, a bit sloppy in places. Mm -hmm. But they really tried, and they really tried to like hit, tried to make this feel like a real hard hitting endeavor. And it was Zoe Stark doing her little slingshot senton thing, but she got caught in the Kirafuda clutch. Was a very cool spot. Mm. And then she tried to fight and tried to fight and tried to fight, but could not escape it. And eventually passed out, and the referee called the match off. And afterwards, Shayna Baszler gave her a little fist bump. So mm. they've gone from 
tag teams to going on singles feuds to just being a tag team together. Well, this is it. So, so I had this question. First of all, um, when I said earlier on, I was curious about how this crowd was going to respond. This is what I mean by feeding them vegetables because Which it's two heels, no heat. And then no heat by which I mean there is no, there's been no build to this match. It's just happening tonight. And then Shayna comes out, the entrance is interrupted immediately by an ad break and then by uh, a backstage and then by another backstage. And, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, so the crowd hasn't got its moment to really sink its teeth into. Then the match itself is disjointed, especially at the beginning. It looked like there was just a little bit of like, oh, we didn't quite nail that. Let's find a way back into it. And mm-hmm. it, it was it was showing you working a little bit. Um, the Z360 attempt was a whole pile of yikes. Uh, and then it was like, but the, again, at the very least, she was like, right now I'm going to do a splash. I think the, the idea was that they hit the move and Shayna would roll out. So it's like, we'll make the most of the situation. Um, and then by the end, you did get that uh, springboard into the Carrefour Clutch that showed what they could do. Like it re- they really had these ideas and on a different night, maybe they would have connected. And so we showed her uh, skill and mm. potential to create chemistry. Shayna Baszler is Shayna Baszler. Um, I then wondered, okay, are we going into tag team route? Because she said, you gave me a better fight than Ronda ever did. Fist bump, fist bump. Um, or is this an attempt to sort of seed putting Zoe into fighting single star? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. it could be either at the could moment. It could go either way. Um, I personally... It's not, it's not for sure it's a tag team thing. I'm also... I'm not mad at the idea of it being a tag team thing if they did they, want to go, need some go down. Exactly. Um, and I think they're both great. But I would like to see Zoe... It felt like her... Trish taking that Z360 at the end of that cage match really felt like a big stamp on all the work she's been doing to put Zoe over in this feud. I quite like the idea as well of Zoe and Shayna going up against Piper Niven and Chelsea yeah. Green because... Like that's wonderful stuff for Chelsea to work with, because yeah. like you got you got Shayna and Zoe who love to batter people, and then you got Piper Niven who loves to batter people, and Chelsea Green, yeah, little fairy Chelsea, as little yeah, as the little comedy character with all of this, who is just like she's going to get in with the bigger girls, yeah, and I think that would be really funny, yeah. Some good comedy can come from that. Yeah. Speaking of Chelsea Green, uh, after a segment where Finn was pitching for uh, JD McDonough to join the group. I have some um, stuff about that. You, okay, yeah, go for now. Just because they've got a lair. They've got a special <laughs> little lair backstage for the Judgment Day. And it's like, it's getting more camp every week. Like they're adding little, they've got pictures of their own faces I now. Know, yeah. the, it started with them just sat near some purple lights and now it's... A lair, like, yeah. and the, and it also because of the placement. Why, the... set up the purple light over there? We need to set up our little liar. Who's that? That's, that's Rhea talking to the uh, the production team. Oh, because she's Australian. Okay, for a second, I was like, is that you being Finn? Because it's not working anymore. <laughs> um, they start. Could you they... not tell by my incredible Australian accent? <laughs> you you must simply be stopped. Um, they've plonked their little title Tommy belts Rose, all though. over the places. They've like, they, and and they they've specifically set them so so neatly in the background oh, yeah. it's all just so nonsense and then Rhea stumbled a line and I'm like if you've taken all this time <laughs> to set this up do a second take it'll take you 30 seconds but it's live they can't do it. no it isn't take. that wasn't live that was pre-tape if uh, that's live if that's live if if someone stumbles over a line I assume it's a live thing because otherwise you just do another take well that's what I, I, I so I in that case I hope it was live get better <laughs> Uh, we then got Raquel versus Chelsea. Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. At one point during this match, Wade Barrett said, I can't think of anyone in the women's locker room that can match the power of Raquel Rodriguez. I was like, Rhea Ripley, yeah. you dummy. That was the whole story two days ago. <laughs> in fairness, Michael Cole did say, well, 
Rhea Ripley. Yeah. <laughs> and Wade Barrett was like, well, I think you'll find actually that the Rhea Ripley actually exceeds Raquel's uh, strength, which really shows you how strong she is. I just want to point out to the people at home, even your Wade Barrett impression is the wrong accent. Like, <laughs> well, he he's not very... He's, he's from Stockport. I know, but he doesn't sound like he's very... Stockport. But he doesn't sound like he's Cockney. He doesn't look oh, I'm afraid I've got some <laughs> bad news. <laughs> I'm going to bring prestige back to this Intercontinental Championship, like well, I was previously saying. When we tune into uh, Raw next week and he's dressed as a pearly king and queen, <laughs> then I'll fully go with it. <laughs> it's not like he's going to be like, and I dead, I can't. That's not Stockport <laughs> either. It's a bit Mancunian. No, that's oh, that's, that's I, I went a bit scouse on that one then. Well, yeah, okay, but then Arkid. Arkid. That's Scouse. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's a similar in there. But I was trying to get more Stockport. I am not taking accent lessons from you. I'm simply not. Move on. Hey, all right. Gotta be a bit more nasally with the Stockport in accent. Yeah, all right. Oh, I don't know. Don't know, to be honest. It's not working. Says you. Hey, now. Anyway, Raquel then cut a promo saying that she's getting a rematch next week with Dom Bard from ringside. Great. Uh, the PowerPoint presentation of IC Champions continued, then Chad Gable cut a promo, and then we got the Drew and Riddle segments where mm. they teased a feud with Kofi. It took Drew over an hour and a half to do something about that, <laughs> by the way. Speaking of your production, what, was he just wandering? That arena's not that big that he couldn't <laughs> find Kofi. Then we've got Miss TV. Oh, hello. I forgot we got to talk about this. Do you want to take this one? No. I want to watch what happens. I liked it. <laughs> but I wrote down, um, I bet Luke hates this. <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll do it and see how long it takes you to bubble over. Basically what happened, what happened was we cut back from the break <laughs> and the Miz is in the ring for some Miz TV. And he made his full entrance. I don't, I don't know, maybe I skipped over He the made entrance. his full entrance, then they had an ad break, and ah, then he came back and he was in the ring. Egg on my face. He did the full uh, entrance, gets you Miss TV segment, and he says, my guest this week is John Cena. And I think everybody leaned forward a little bit. Yeah. We were like, man, they emphasized John C They didn't advertise John Cena for the show, but here he is. That's put a, it what, into work. a great surprise. The crowd came alive for that. The music hits, there's some shots of the crowd being like, oh my God, what is here? And as we, we saw with Money in the Bank, if his music music hits, you do, you do react. And, and he's going to announce a WrestleMania. Or something like that, yeah. And then he'll come out, the camera goes all the way up, and nobody walks out. And at first, I was like, oh, poor Stu got excited like a dog when he thinks his master's come home. But then... Stu goes over to the side, as he would if John Cena was there, comes back and runs down to the ring, following in the full traditional John Cena entrance fashion. And then we cut to the ring and The Miz goes full Clint Eastwood at the Republican National Convention and starts talking directly to an empty chair, representing John Cena. Because, because you can't see him. That, that, that you can't see him, everyone. Yeah. Now you can do the rest. So, you know a joke is good when you have to explain what it is. Because you can't see him. Yeah, like Miz literally had to say, oh, you can't see him, everyone. Which came after Michael Cole had said about five times, I can't see him, I can't see him. And I was like, oh, I already got it. I was already there, Michael. You yeah. didn't need to. Um, okay, so. I got a, a little bit of I got ragged upon in the the live chat that happened before this uh, 
this stream went live um, because people were like, I, I, I kind of ragged on this in, in the, the edited review. People were like, oh, Luke hates everything involving the Miz, you know, even though you literally watched last week's episode. Um, where I, I was very praising of the Miz. I actually think at this point we could do a supercut of the times I, I, you've praised the Miz yes. in the past year. But, and, and you could probably do a supercut of that over the last six years that I've been doing this <laughs> podcast because there have been constant times where I've said the Miz was very good in this segment or the Miz was very good in yeah. this match. Um, but as, this is less on, I don't, I think the Miz is totally fine. I think WWE are bad at comedy. Right. And I think that this was as Galvatron once said to Starscream about his coronation, this is bad comedy. You just spoke a different language. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. And this was bad comedy. Right. And if, if you've ever been to a stand-up show and seen bad comedy, it is like, particularly if a crowd aren't reacting to it as well. And then you've got to watch a comedian be like, oh no, I've got another five minutes of this. And they're like, I better try some new material. Mm. But The Miz didn't have any other material. He had just the one material. So we just kept doing the same joke again and again and again. And the crowd reacted to it less and less and less. And it went on and on and on and on. And my word, the, I, I nearly, I, I could have had a big Aogo, a, Aogo face because I was rolling my eyes so much at, at the nonsense that was on screen. Maybe it's just because like it's comedy is subjective. So if you thought this was funny, that's, that's absolutely fine. What's... But I was, I was sitting there being like, I, I don't find this funny. And it is just going and going and going and going. It's so interesting though, because I didn't feel it as comedy. I don't know. I just, I, like, <laughs> I got the joke initially. Oh my god, Dan! No, I got the, I got the joke initially, but then I was like, okay, now he's just sort of empty chairing and having a go at this John Cena, and like he's he's sort of like trying to expose him, and then he did a. The, I will say that the the um, Star Spangled Banner. What's the finish called? Dan, honestly, maybe next time you should uh, you should use your eyes and look at that, and just... oh, you're doing a Jerry Halliwell bit. Oh, I see. Very good. <laughs> Speaking my language now. Now you're on my turn. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I need to speak to Dan with a pop culture <laughs> reference. You understand? Like, I just, I, there was it wasn't. I'm not sitting there thinking this is Shakespeare, but I just was like, oh, okay, that's 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 the bit. And now he's going to cut a promo on Cena, and then he goes away. And the lighting was. I don't know. Yeah, I but he didn't, didn't. He didn't do that as well because he had. He then had a match. He had a brawl. With, yeah, that, with, with Invisible John Cena. I, yeah, that bit was a bit silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it wasn't comedy though. Dan. No, I'm not saying that. It was, I don't know. I didn't see. I didn't see it as like a pure bit of. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hate it. I have seen. Okay, I've seen people say I thought it was funny. Yeah. Which I totally understand. Like, I think that's a very... I am very much in the minority on this one. Like, that I, I'm quite happy to say I'm massively in the minority on this one. That people thought this was funny. Didn't work for me, but that's absolutely fine. But I've seen a lot of people that are doing backflips to try and justify mm. this. The LA Knight's driven him insane, and now he's talking to an invisible John Cena. And I was like, no, 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 because the production were also pretending that it was an invisible John Cena mm. as well. Um, or, or like someone's even arguing with um, Sean on, on Twitter and stuff where people are arguing with people like, well, it's wrestling it's not supposed to make sense and I was like I, oh I disagree with that wholeheartedly yeah I, yeah this this segment did not work for me mm. I did end in my notes here by just finding in all caps F in rubbish yeah you, yeah, <laughs> you have done that and maybe what didn't help on this I feel is this came towards the end of the show where I've seen Seth Rollins continuing his feud with Shinsuke Nakamura. I've seen Raquel 
continuing to yeah, feud with fair. Rhea Ripley. I've seen Sammy continuing to feud with the Judgment Day. And now I'm seeing The Miz continue to feud with LA Knight, which sort of makes the whole pay-per-view basically redundant. Particularly when the Miz LA Knight match was 80 minutes and it was quite cack. <laughs> it was no, it was like a two-star match yeah. that was did not need to go 18 minutes. And I I'm I'm gonna be so bold as to say I think John Cena spoiled it a little bit. I think his presence in it distracted and it stopped. It's sort of become about John Cena doing acting. So I don't really want to see The Miz and LA Knight have another yeah. match, but I'm getting another one. Mm. I would say this segment did not work for me. I I I will have to watch it again because clearly <laughs> I've, I've never been so... Uh, what's the word? I was going to say bullied. Bullied is not the word. Laughed at. What's the word? You, it, it, you basically you might as well have just said poppycock because I don't know. I didn't see it as I didn't see it as like out and out like stand up comedy routine. I saw it as a little bit of like oh he's doing a doing a bit not a comedy bit. I just saw it as a as a as a bit. I saw that the the, the humor in him coming out and you can't see him and then he's empty chairing him. That's what I saw it as. Hmm. I, I saw this visual of him making a point, um, but also. So uh, maybe we're both wrong. Oh, like, I, oh, one hundred percent, we're both wrong. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that should be the title of this podcast. Welcome really. to Monday Night Raw. We're, we're, both, we're wrong. both wrong. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what the comments tell me every week, so it's all right. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it didn't work for me. Also, like this, you know, Miz being in this segment here, doing a segment with the with John Cena, mm. continuing a few with LA Knight, teasing stuff with Grayson Waller, kind of does lend credence that it could be him that's going to go across to SmackDown because yeah. those are all SmackDown names. Yeah, not feuding with anyone on Raw at the that's moment. That's true, that's true. Um, speaking of, we then got that moment where Jay was walking backstage and uh, Adam Pearce said that someone's going to get traded to SmackDown and Tommaso Ciampa wanted to have a little chat with uh, Adam Pearce. Bit of side eye. That's so, uh, another, another, can I bring him back, please? Yeah, well, just, just do it already. Just get on with it. <laughs> just just get on with it. <laughs> Did you then see uh, there was an advert for the, the the NFL belts? No. So just to follow on our conversation last yeah. week, it was the Jaguars that pulled it. It was it the was Jaguars the that, pulled it. that pulled it. Ah, told you. <laughs> I I actually did read... I say that it wasn't going to be no the no no not you know I didn't oh, tell right, you I told them. Oh, right. I, uh, someone said um, I did read somewhere that in order to have them off. Because it's not, it's the NFL they've licensed it with and the teams don't get a say in this. I don't know. You know the people who speak on these things like experts and they're actually not? <laughs> um, <laughs> Dan, just wave to the camera for our podcast listeners. Someone was saying that like to get them off sale, they may just have had to have bought all of the belts. I don't know because, well, no, because we, they don't we get said to last license week, it with but them. we said last week that it wasn't that they were sold out they were taken off the website because it was showing 32 products but there's only 31 available. no no no. but then um someone from fanatic said they sold out like someone oh. in the social team replied to someone being like where's this belt gone they said that we didn't expect this demand they, they were sold out so quickly so we'll get them back as soon as we can so that has led to people believing ah. that what's happened is essentially tony khan in a fit at three in the morning has like bought sixty six thousand jags belts and is now just gonna be sat there grumpily like that like having like <laughs> being surrounded like some judgment day backstage segment yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, like, let's be honest, that's probably not what went down. Um, but apparently it was the Khan family that took them away. Yeah. So, like, you know. Petty. Billionaires hate money. I uh, sure do. Well, I'm, yeah. Just spending it to give other billionaires money instead. Yeah. <laughs> or just, a lot of billionaires just gave a lot of other billionaires money. Owning all of us. <laughs> we then had Sami Zayn and JD McDonough. Uh, Dominic Mysterio caused some distraction and allowed JD to score the win with a, uh, a hook of the tights. Um, Sami 
continued to brawl with Dom, but JD came to his aid and took the halluva kick for Dom, and Dom did not go back to help him. I thought this was a good match. Yeah, like, good. you know, it was there, clearly there to set up a story, but if they wanted to go there and have this be a proper match, I think that's that's going to be quite well. I wrote, JD is such a simp, because <sighs> he really is. He did this whole bit where he was like, no, 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 Dominic, you run to the back and I'll take the halluva kick. And I was like, grow a pair. I actually, do you know what? Some of them are saying that they should, we should do a poll about the Miz segment. Oh, okay. I actually don't think that's a, per- as a, a terrible idea. Actually, I mean, I, I think that the, it, was it good? Yes, we'll, we'll win. I'm actually curious to know what the split will be. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Because I think, I think we are going to have a, a, the winner will be yes. But We're yeah, getting close we... to the end of the show. So yeah, uh... can, we have a, can we have a poll, please, uh, Mod Mother? Was the Miz TV segment good or bad? Uh, so yeah, we'll go just good or bad. Yeah. 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 Good, good is going to win. I'm just very curious on what the split is. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, then we um, had, but sorry, yeah, J- JD McDonough um, desperately trying to get into the Judgment Day is absolutely hilarious to me, especially because of the head on him. <laughs> uh, we then had a recap of Becky and Tiffany Stratton having a segment at mm-hmm. uh, uh, Payback. There was a report, I think it was from Better Wrestling Experience, that said they were going to have a match at some point. I'm I'm well into this. We, yeah. We've been talking about like you know Becky has been exhausted from this trip. Uh, feud with Trish and I almost feel like you're not immediately going to go into another feud with like Rhea or or anywhere else so go and have a, a lovely little match with Tiffany Stratton and NXT yeah. and really enjoy yourself like you know close to home yeah absolutely build yeah. a new star as well yeah good like it we then had the Judgment Day segment we talked about earlier with JD and uh, Dom um, uh, sorry oh, it's because I got JD written in my notes J and Dom then we got our main events mm. We then got our main events, everyone. This is what we all want to hear and talk about. In fact, I can tell you this for, for free, Dan. You know, we led with the, the Jey Uso thing okay. of, like, uh, of like, you know, who's going to get traded to SmackDown. I actually wanted to have this as the thumbnail. <laughs> that is actually what I wanted to have for today's podcast. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> forces worked against me and I, you know, I had to do the Cody thing instead. I want you to know that at the end of this match, by the way, I, so I watched most of Raw at home and I finished the show off in the office and I had it on a big screen. I was watching it and, and to, to, as a sign of how good this match is, people stopped doing work to come and watch the, re- the end sure of it with me. We ca- I came and I was like, everyone needs to watch that match. Yeah, and it was, it was so fun and I was wriggling with glee. Like I was at points... Like Pete was laughing at me because I kept going, <laughs> like I was really reacting. We'll get into why specifically. But at the end of the match, I was like, oh my God. And I turned away to be like, this is why this match was so great. So I missed something. And Luke goes, Dan, you need to rewind that. I was like, Dan, you missed the best bit. You missed, you missed the best <laughs> bit, right? Roll back the tapes from like two weeks ago where we talked about Luke as a father cares about children. And I think children are grotty little things that should be seen and not heard. I'd barely be seen at that point. Luke was the one with glee telling me that I needed to watch a child's heartbreak and world collapse. Because it was genuine. I cried. Did you? When the when the kid when the kid I saw the kid cry, I I I had a couple of tears like stroll down my face. Oh, I thought I you were like, just cackling away because you thought it was as funny as I did. No. <laughs> the rolls are back. <laughs> back Here we are. We're back to it. Pretty deadly. <laughs> yeah. We're back once again, like Renegade Masters. No, like I I genuinely got like I, I I enjoyed it so much because that reaction was so genuine. It was. That they were I, big globule tears. Big tears that I was like I was like that's the best bit of the match. Yeah. Like, that shows you what this storyline means and like i know it's his family and yeah but like i i I thought it was tremendous i said there were two star making shots this weekend one of them is ricky starks being choked out in a label lock and the other one is uh that (laughs) chad gable becomes a star because his daughter cares so much um but yeah what a goddamn match guys so out of the way let's get this out of the way because it is the big talking point about this match the ad breaks ruined it 
Okay. There's, there should. I, I haven't actually read any talking points. I would. Like, that's. It's unfortunately this is what everyone was talking about coming out of this because, oh, for whatever reason, WWE saved all of their ad breaks for the final ten minutes of mm. this show. So what we had was two minutes of wrestling, then a three minute ad break, then three minutes of wrestling, then a three and a half minute ad break, and then we got the. Right. So we kind of we had more ad break than we had wrestling in the first two thirds of this, mm. and because of that, the first two thirds of this match were more or less nothing. Right. But. That's that. I, just, I wanted to get that out of the way because that's what everyone was talking about, and I think it is a, an in, I think it's, it's a worthy topic point yep. of why wasn't this match on pay per view? Because this would have been so much better on pay per view where you wouldn't have had to do that. Tempest went off on one in really? the office, being like, and this is why I think Triple H is a bad booker because I think he's bad at structuring shows and he's bad at deciding which. Because he's like, Austin Theory got to have a match on pay per view, but this is the match he decided to put on Raw. He completely went off on one. So. I to, to counter that point, which I think is a fair one, I think the reason this episode, this this match was on Raw is because this is the last television episode before the end of the reign. So they got to do the thing of like, if he wins tonight, history will be made. If he, if it was on Saturday, you could make the argument that someone could come could out defend, and could defend it on Raw. Um, so it is that point of saying this is either we're going to get a new first time Intercontinental Champion to add to this rate this roster of greats mm-hmm. who've won it, or the longest reign in history. Yeah. Uh, that, that's why it was on Raw. I, Triple H is bad booker, or well, whatever. Uh, it's the production thing. I always go back to you. And, and this is this predates it's a, it's a, it's Triple H. A, it's a, oh, absolutely. It's a WWE problem. Yeah. Uh, brackets general. And I wonder if they couldn't have fought for a commercial free third hour for the purpose. Or just moved the commercial breaks into other parts of the or show. Or done that, yeah. Which, but there are a lot of ad you know. breaks. Because that's the other thing. It's like, what's what I found amazing about American TV. Like, I watched this, I was like, man, there's so many ad breaks yeah. in this. That's but then I watched it, it was like, it was like man, we need, like, there just need to be less ad breaks, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I resent... I, this is really interesting. Live television... We're on a sidebar now. Live television... I don't mind adverts. Like, you know, I'm watching an episode of the Bake Off. It's advert time. Oh, I'll just nip to get a cup of tea, come back for the next part of Bake Off. That's why the adverts are louder. Exactly. So, so they can tell you, like, when uh, you go to the kitchen. Tom Scott made a video on this recently. Yes, exactly Did that. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm also, I also live in an open plan house, so I don't miss anything if I go and get a cup of tea. But um, I don't mind that. When I watch, like, 4OD, and in order to get to the thing that I press play on, I have to watch three minutes of unskippable ads, I get cross. <laughs> so it's a really interesting... Consume, it's something that's an interesting conversation to have with yeah. people over pints. Probably not one we should be talking about the latter half of this match because once we'll, they were we'll, out of the way, as you say, we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. Uh, that's the thing. So I just wanted to get that out of the way because yeah. that is one of the big talking points about this. But I don't think it should overshadow how good the final five minutes of this were. And I think the reason why that talking point has become such a big thing is because it's frustration from fans of why was this not on the pay per view? Although I get your point, actually, mm. I got to take your point a lot that it makes more sense to do it on Raw because of the historicness of, of, of this all. Because man alive, when these two got out of the ad break mode, because they just wrestled two thirds of this match in ad break mode, once they were able to just have their match, they had a wicked five minute sprint. And it was so awesome. Built around Chad Gable finally hitting the Chaos Theory suplex for a near fall. And then kicking out and kicking out and kicking out and Gunther not being able to put this man down to the point that he just then had to straight up murderize him. Yeah. Dropped him on his head full Kenny Omega style. I wonder why no one's kicking off about this like they would have said it was Kenny Omega but that's by the by. And then killing him with a power. He basically had three finishes stored up because yeah. he dropped him on his head, hit him with this wicked power bomb, then decked him with this lariat. And even then when Gunther was pinning him and this is why Gunther is a perfect wrestler he felt like he still might kick out here. Yeah. And just like he pinned him and he won and he was like, 
Mm-hmm. And there was a genuine sigh of, I brilliant. A, two reasons. A, I finally put that man down. And I didn't think that was going to be possible. And B, I am going to set the record. And there was a point during this match where I, and actually in the build up to this, that I did not think that might happen. Because mm. Gunther's perfect. Like he's so good at selling all of this. And the drama and the emotion was so, so excellent. Yeah. I loved this. You are dead right about all of those things and especially about the uh, Gunther being perfect and I'm going to tag in and tell you why Chad Gable's perfect as well please do because oh, this was a, a big big performance for Chad it was both of them coming to this absolute pinnacle of, of mm. everything that I love about wrestling at one point I literally just went oh I love wrestling like I just couldn't help myself because from 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 the moment that we really start picking up the match they use the count out as a fake out like they use the count out that Gable has this one victory that anyone's ever had over, over Gunther and it was a count out victory and they used it to get him in the ring but gunther was able to use that to then get back to his feet take advantage and power bomb for the near fall is a beautiful bit of agenting a yeah. beautiful bit of putting that match together because he can't win by a count out this time and then you get a, a you get that near fall and then gunther on the top and it basically chad gable does a superplex and michael cole is at his very best here screaming gable's got a chance gable's got a chance it really suckers you into it and then from that moment all of my notes are in all caps because the movement is so smooth. We Tempest and I had a conversation during all that about what styles of wrestling do you like? Because there are some people who really like that strong style. Some people really like submission wrestling. I love chain wrestling. I love mat wrestling. I love wrestling that feels like that blend of showmanship and Olympian and brutality. And I got all of it in this match. There was a moment where um, there was a kick out. And the second he kicked out, Chad Gable is straight in on the ankle lock. Um, there was a moment that he I pulled... Because it was the, he'd went for the I'm moon getting side. there. I'm yeah, getting yeah. there. There was a moment where the, he, he's pulled the straps down and he puts the straps back up to pull the straps back down again. Then there's a chaos theory. The whole thing of the chaos theory, could we do it? Well, no, Gunther gets out of it with an elbow. There's a moment where he does a moonsault Chad Gable does this picture-perfect moonsault, but he gets the feet up, but he kind of anticipated that that might come, so he gets the moon... He baited Gunther into it. He baited Gunther into another ankle lock. He does the ankle lock and does the thing that I the always grapevine. love, where you grapevine and you hold the legs there, and, you, and it makes you feel like, probably because of the years of being a Kurt Angle fan, no one's getting out of that. And Gunther is there stretching and reaching for the ropes. He's just about to get it, so like Kurt Angle, drag them yeah. right back into the ring bush and lock it even even harder and the second that you dragged back and you're locked in that for me is a match it ender. feels like a finish it's a match ender it's an um, incredible near fall to that and I, I i wrote naughty words in my notes as well to the point then when you finally do get to the moment that gunther sort of says i can't beat this guy i'm gonna have to simply break his neck to make it happen which goes from a chokehold a sleeper hold that chad gable is fighting out and hang, how i've got the biggest arms in the world how are you fighting out of this well i'll just do a giant suplex to your back and then i'm gonna do a power bomb and that power bomb usually is the finish that power bomb has finished off some of the biggest names in all of in all of wrestling over the past year and i mean biggest quite literally so he says, I'm going to push you back. And because you're sort of like on Dream Street getting back to your feet, I'm going to larry at the hell out of you, break your neck and make your child cry. It was unbelievable. It was spoiled by ads at the beginning. I get that. I understand the discourse. But I don't want and I don't feel that that should take away from 
the excellent work done and i wouldn't be surprised if we find out that this match was agented by jaden jordan jason jordan because he's done the past he few. did the past few yeah so i wouldn't so i want to give credit to whoever was the agent and if that was jason jordan well done because the plotting and the pacing here especially in this final stretch was so good credit to chad gable for being the best person in the world credit for gunther for being the other best wrestler in the world because chad gable after this deserves another go tell me that he doesn't and then gunther grabbing that belt it wasn't even like a i'm celebrating i'm dominant he's just broken like in this moment he hasn't broken the record but he has basically achieved it he's not going to defend it again. they said on on raw that's it that's it he's because, done it because by on wednesday the, the record right. is officially broken and he's not defending the belt before then so it's just like that is it he so has there was, broken the record and yet there was no pyro there was no big celebration there was no dominant i am gunther display because he came within a whisker of losing it so he just put the belt around his waist and walked off and looked back in the ring like christ and it kind of in my list on sunday i made a point of saying that when you do squash matches they can be effective but it's more effective to let your big guy look vulnerable because gunther looks like a beast now and chad gable deserves another go at that belt it's why i, I go back to gunther being a perfect wrestler yeah. and i've made this point numerous times over the last like seven or so years like even going back to when we were you know doing walter matches he doesn't he wrestles like a big guy but doesn't sell like a big guy mm. he sells like a normal normal versus commas wrestler he sells like chad gable mm. would sell and because you add in that vulnerability, it actually makes your beast mode even more impressive. Mm. Because, yes, yeah, sure, someone could beat you, but you'll always win mm. because you're always more powerful. And I just think that makes him just so, so great. I thought the selling that he did at the end of this was absolutely spectacular. No interference from Imperium, I think, was the right thing. No yeah, interference yeah. from Otis. From, I, I think that was so right cool. Just keep them completely away yeah. from this and just have this focused on Chad and Gunther. Completely the right call. And man, did they deliver. Oh, my God. Like, Gunther, 100%, is going to feature very highly in the top 10 wrestlers of the year. Oh, yeah. When we get to our end-of-year awards... He is going to feature very, very highly. Mm. Chad Gable's getting his votes. Yeah, and I and, and I, I sorry to finish my point because because Gunther's had an incredible run against you know the the Rumble uh, run, mm -hmm. then the Mania match with Sheamus and Drew, then the match with Drew as well at SummerSlam. To a lesser degree, the Matt Riddle one because that wasn't particularly great. I was actually quite let down by that one. But there has been some other great TV matches throughout this. But like, I don't think anyone's going to be voting for Matt Riddle mm. in this. I don't think anyone's going to be voting for Sheamus when it comes to the end of the year. I don't know if people will be voting for Drew when the end of year awards come around. But people will be voting for Chad. And that's how great Chad has been. Not just in this story, but the Viking Raiders mm -hmm. storyline as well. He has been exceptional on Raw this year. And this was like a perfect, perfect, I'd say finale mm. to his icy title aspirations i kind of see when gunther move on to a different program but much like orange cassidy at the end of all out oh my god you need to ride this momentum and move chad into a big program yeah. with a big time star and there's your other conversation to have him over in smackdown because he could he could maybe have a run a singles run there like i don't know i i also to your point it's made the intercontinental championship feel incredible oh yeah like this this it's something worth putting everything on the line for the best wrestlers in the world go for this belt you know and i just uh, what embarrassment of riches to have on your roster yeah 
he, like Gunther's reign has made that title feel like something again. Mm. And that is actually not just a credit to, to Gunther, but Triple H. Yeah. And I think Triple H has done an incredible job in making that title because that title has meant nothing for 20 years. Yeah. And it has just been on mid-card after mid-card. You and I did SummerSlam 2013. And it was just lads just had it. Lads had it for a couple of months. Then it went to a different lad who had it for a couple of months. Then a different lad had it for another couple of months. Shinsuke had it for like a year mm-hmm. and never defended it on pay-per-view because the title was meaningless. If you go back and watch Survival Series for the IC title, like it's Gunther and then it's nonsense. Yeah, it honestly, it's just a bunch of lads have had this belt. But Gunther and Triple H have made that title feel so important within this company. And it's a huge credit to him. And then it, because I've, because of that, it's made Chad now feel like a legitimate star, not just comedy goofball mm. Chad Gable. He does, you know, people often pick me up on this whole, like, what the Miz can't do serious and comedy. Kurt Angle could do yeah. serious and comedy. MJF can do serious and comedy. Adam Cole can do serious and comedy. Kurt Angle was like the best at it. Chad Gable can do serious and comedy and can mm. flick the switch and you buy into it every single time. Yeah. He's so, so great. And I'm so thrilled for him so to have thrilled. that moment. I, I really wish this was on pay-per-view. I really wish this was on payback because I think this then would have ended up being in the top matches of the year. As it stands, I don't think this is going to be in a lot of people's conversations because of the first two thirds of it are borderline redundant. It will be there for me because, or at least it will be when I'm think, sitting down and doing my list at the end of the year, it'll be there for me if only because of it'll, the it'll, pure glee that it made me feel. I think it'll get a handful of one point votes, mm. but it's no one's five. Right. It's no one's top vote. It's no one's second votes because there's been so much good wrestling mm. this year. But if had this been on pay-per-view, you think I, I, I think it probably would have been in people's conversations. It certainly would have been in the three category. Mm. But I, as it stands, this is awesome. Amazing. This is so, so great. Yeah. And it really did, like, I, I think, elevate and save a lot of this episode. Yeah. Which was, for the most part, fine. Mm. Like a borderline fine episode. I think the Jey Uso stuff's very interesting. But then you look throughout the rest of it and you're like, yeah, well, it's all the same stuff we had last <laughs> week uh, and, and at Payback. But it's just, you know, we're just doing the same thing again. But this this felt different. This felt important. Mm. And yeah, and he's broken the record. Um Tempest was very happy <laughs> about this because he ha- absolutely hates that uh, that the Honky Tonk Man has had the record for, for so long. Yeah, he says something about people talking about it being like this joke that everyone's sad about um, being over. I'm like, it's not a funny joke. Yeah. We're talking, you were talking about comedy earlier on. Yeah. It's not a funny joke. Because um, I was saying like, it is a joke that works and it is a joke that's funny because it's the workhorse title and the person who held it for the longest was one of the laziest workers right. who was not the workhorse guy. He was not a perfect. He was not a Bret Hart. He was not a Randy Savage. He was the honky-tonk man. And that's why it's been a funny thing that he's been the longest yeah. reigning champ. Also, you know, then Ultimate Warrior beats him in, in six seconds. That's that's the punchline to, to the joke. Um, and he's like, I thought they would have done it years ago. And I said, well, the problem was is that for 20 plus years for 20 long years for 20 long years they've treated it like it was a joke well that's what i was gonna say so like, they, well, they don't treat it like a joke treat it like it was nothing so it didn't matter that the honky tonk man had the record but since gunther has made the belt feel important mm. yeah give the record to gunther mm. that's that's it yeah yeah completely agree well um i mean what would you have scored this episode on a five out of oh where where are you where are you going well, to- that way that way it's, it's sort of middle, mid, middle to middle midpoint, to there midpointing yeah. up well we got a poll uh you can vote for in our live chat let us know what you thought of this episode of monday night raw for me it's the it's the jey uso stuff and the gunther match at the end that really makes that, it that's what i would say yeah
Um, and we're going to be shouting out our Patreon pledge hammers on Patreon. Uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. That's fine. You can do it from my list as well. Um, and back is over at Patreon where you get loads of exclusive content. Tomorrow will be the mailbag show. Then the week after that will be wrestle talk behind the scenes. Ooh. Then we'll have wrestle talk after dark and then wrestle talk extra, which is looking to be WrestleFest 97. Oh, wow. Which was an ECW show. Uh, to put on to celebrate the retirement of Terry Funk. Ah, oh. so we thought that'd be like that's why it got voted, and I think it's only why it's doing well mm-hmm. in the poll. Unforgiven 2009 giving a bit of a run for its money. Okay, but uh, I think that Terry Funk will probably tip this one over the edge. Only problem is it's not on the network. Oh, interesting. It is not on the network. It is not on YouTube. The only the main event is is on YouTube, mm-hmm. which was um uh Bret Hart and uh Terry Funk. But it's not a it, the whole show is not on the network. It's not on Daily Motion. It's not on YouTube. So we might have to buy an American DVD of it because the only other thing we do is buy the VHS copy yeah, of it on eBay. On eBay. So we might have to buy an American Region One DVD and then find a way to play that because no one has DVD players anymore. Uh, it's a nice idea to put it in there, but it's almost like uh, well, I, you've given yourself an uphill struggle. Well, I, I said to Dave Bradshaw, like, if it wins, which it likely will, and we can't do it, I would suggest we do Barely Legal 97 mm. instead, because it's an ECW show, Funk wins the belt, and that's kind of like, that would be our make-do, because we can't do WrestleFest. I'd love to be able to do WrestleFest. If we can find it. But we've always said with WrestleTalk Extra for suggestions that we can access. Right. Like, as long as it's on a streaming service, that that you know we accept those nominations mm. and this is not available on the streaming service yeah let's see let's see but anyway but if you are one of our 25 dollar and above patreon pledge hammers then you will get your name read out on the show like these fine folk the black plague butch rosser champion zero fear hitman soul the cleaner kenny shah the british bulldog philip boy j smith jr he can last sean fur longer than you in the ring starbucks stephen costa shield maiden the zornese he ran Aaron Hanrahan. He brings the fear, Amir Jones. Andrew Gifford, the big red dog. The Shrockmaster, Austin Shrock. And I'm afraid he's got some bad news. It's bad news, Bob, the ninja goldfish. And that is your Hall of Fame class for the 5th of September, 2023. Where has the year gone? Um, <laughs> well, we're, coming, we're, we're up to getting ready for war games stuff. What a, what a weird year it's been. Dude, I was in Sainsbury's at the weekend and they had Christmas sweets out. Yeah, well, that's nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. And I feel like they do. I get annoyed with people looking for autumn. Yeah, well, I, I feel like they do it. <laughs> Feels like they just do it earlier and earlier this year. Might as well put them up on Boxing Day, if you ask me. <laughs> um, but <it's... laughs> that's the best accent you've done all day. <laughs> Probably some woke nonsense that's uh, <laughs> means I've got to put it out there. Um, oh God! It's a uh, it's my Daily Mail reader voice. And um, <laughs> anyway, I think they do it so people post about it on Twitter. That's not a bad shout. With the whole, like, I can't believe they put them out earlier and earlier, it seems. Her indoors is gearing up for Halloween, and I'm furious, because I don't like Halloween at the best of times. I find remarkable. Not fan. I What is it about actors not liking Halloween? Because, like, my, because fr- my friend is, I, and you've said this before, because it's... We have to dress up on it every day. Because my, 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 uh, my sister-in-law's partner, mm. he's an actor. Yeah. And he's like, I hate Halloween. I was like, why? He's like, I hate dressing up. And I was like, you're an actor? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's annoying then as well. You don't watch wrestling for pleasure, do you? <laughs> you don't. What? You don't like video games, do you? You don't do video games for fun, do you? Yeah, in my spare time, I do. That's what I'm, that's my joke I'm making. Oh. 
like, like you're that you're the you're not going to help my cause. Oh, I'm saying that you do these things for work and actually you also enjoy them in real life. Right, Whereas we're like, oh, I hate to do these things. It didn't work. All right, let's move on. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's like a missed TV segment. But Vandalia, nineteen ninety eight. Said, do you think with Jay now and Raw, uh, he could be a good feud for Gunther since the record is no longer an issue and he's supposed to be an upper babyface? Uh, yeah, they could have a good match. Yeah. The Guilty Hat here says, to each their own at the end of the day, but I don't really understand Luke's position on The Miz. Tons of wrestlers swap between serious and silly segment to segment. The Miz TV segment was fun. Just a shame if it builds towards Cena beating Miz again. Well, I don't think that would be a shame. What, what's, what's the shame in Cena beating The Miz? Um, people like The Miz. Yeah, but it's John Cena. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's grumpy actor John Cena. Can I talk for a second about his bad acting at Payback? <clears throat> really was getting on my nerves. Why is it that he is on movies? That's my point. Well, it's directors then i guess well uh he's a good actor and he's a good yeah but he's doing this job wrong like he's he's but he's never done it right like he is in when he goes to wrestle work mm. he's very bad at doing the acting. but the second he goes onto a movie set he's he amazing. is an incredible comedic actor yeah and an incredible actor just full stop the second he walks through the wwe doors he's like and his name is daniel bryan I don't know, Brad. He he has. It's just the gravitas of it. He's trying to really focus on it. And now, now, but all I die. And you're right. There are, I die. there are plenty of wrestlers that switch uh, swap between serious and silly. But it's you take those ones seriously when they do go to the serious mode. And I don't with the Miz. I also think they don't uh, whiplash as much. I think I think the Miz does whiplash a lot. Terelia Marcus here says, I really hope that Gunther is going to break the record for combined reigns of the IC title. Uh, there would also include a squash match against the Miz because his eight day reign would be broken. Uh, if uh, combined, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so just keep hold of that. I thought point. you meant did you want him to be a nine-time champion? And I was like, well, that just means he has to lose a lot. No, no, no. It's just like, yeah, just total, a total. Yeah. Cade here said, "It's my favorite wrestle talk, boys." Jk, I love you all. Just wanted to say that I love what you've done with uh, love what they've done with Nakamura to make him feel like a legit badass. Thank you guys again for the great work. Got me through some hard days in high school. Oh. Keep up the great work. Uh, you're welcome. I I also like what they've done with Nakamura. I just hope they commit to it. You know, they follow, I hope they keep up because the matches aren't, the match hasn't done it. Mm. Well, but, the, but the video package, again, there was one at the start of this show. I like that as well. Scott Young, uh, hear me out, lads. If Punk goes to WWE, though I don't think he will, have him dethrone Roman. Then there's a story with Cody where you can talk about how Punk stole his moment and ruined his baby, his baby being AEW. Uh, it won't happen, but I think there could be potential. I see what you're doing there. Other way around. Cody needs to dethrone Roman. CM Punk comes to challenge for that belt and say, you not like you know what i mean and then there's a, then there's a story in there i think Ooh, king slayer said what if the trade is kevin owens it would make for sammy to make sammy sour and on jay just another idea that cody trade just seems like the obvious choice um do you all have ideas about who it could be well yeah but that was basically the, the first half mm. hour of this uh this chat you, um, you've convinced me it's cody at this point chris deaton says it could be sammy and have the only person uh, that jay it, it could be sammy and have the only person happy that Jay's on Raw leave. Also, I love country music, so Hardcore Country is a great song. I also think Dom has been the MVP for the last couple of weeks. Hardcore Country is not the problem. <laughs> the problem is the people chanting Hardcore Country and not watching Mickey James, actual Mickey James, in a British wrestling independent match for the first time. I... Stop it! 
Tommy Rose. Will Campbell said, hi, guys. I have two things I took away from this episode. One, Michael Mazzanin is a master of his style of comedy. I agree. Two, Chad Gable is one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen in my life, and Trip needs to strap the rocket to him now. I agree. I certainly agree with the second part. <laughs> uh, Briscoe says, between Seth, Cody, and Sammy, logically it's Cody, but fancy booking, it's Seth because of the... Oh, no, no. No, no. Sorry, Briscoe, but no. It's Finish Seth, the story. It's Seth because of the world title and another feather Roman could put in his cap. Uh, but Priest or Finn, two briefcases, captures the world title during Seth's exit. The, no, the, briefcase, the briefcase is not the thing. The contract the, is inside the briefcase. Exactly, yeah. And there even, aren't two briefcases. I saw someone in the chat earlier being like, what if JD's given him a briefcase that's, that's empty? You open the briefcase and put the contract in the other yeah. briefcase. If, there, if they reveal that he goes to cash in and it's now empty because JD didn't put the contract in, or rather he didn't put the contract that's in. That's killed Money in the Bank. That that might be the worst thing that's ever happened to Money in the Bank. And and we saw something pretty bad last year. <laughs> Vandalia1998 said, this is a little off topic and a few weeks late, but uh, do you think with how packed SummerSlam was and having to cut matches, should they start doing WrestleMania and go two nights instead of trying to do it all? at once no i think i think uh wrestlemania earned being two nights uh for the the glamour and the pageantry of wrestlemania which SummerSlam doesn't have like it has yeah. its own but it's not you know i think it needs to be a one night show i just think yeah. you need to i think that i think the other problem is one, one thing we experienced live at all in was them just sort of coming out right and it would be like the match is over i'm gonna go to the bath oh wait there's another match right now like the matches just kept going same thing happened at red pro same thing happened at um all out yeah the other night uh, because of Peacock and all of the ad breaks, there's a lot of space and bagginess in, in a WWE show. So when you do want to book it long and book more matches, that can be why it feels like it drags. It's just about, you know, Triple H likes long matches. Some of them don't need to go more than 10 minutes. Um, Briscoe here says, uh, would you have Chad Gable and Sheamus go against Gunther at WrestleMania in a triple threat? Um, I thought, well, Sheamus has just lost all momentum. Yeah, I don't you think can, I can would. Get it, you can get it back now, but it's not something I'm. It's not something I'm clamoring to see at the moment. No, I, th I think you can quite easily get it back. I think you're right. I, I, I personally would probably at this point have it be Sheamus. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago that Chad Gable was the man to do it to really make him look like a star. I think he made he looked like a star last night. We also have the uh, result of our poll was Ooh. the Miz TV segment actually good? I'm genuinely surprised at this. Yes, did win, but it was only fifty six percent of the votes. Divisive. That is divisive. That's way more divisive than I thought it was mm. going to be. I really thought that would be more 70-30 or even 80-20. Yeah, I agree. Um, Amy here says, always look forward to Tuesday mornings with you two. Matching outfits may be the way to go from <laughs> now on. Off topic question. I made a bet with some non-wrestling fans and won. Now they have to watch one hour of wrestling. What matches would you include? Uh, TLC 2, Taker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Go. Uh, Triple H, The Rock, Backlash 2000, because mm -hmm. uh, that has got pure wrestling silliness. That's not throughout. the uh, that's not the Iron Man match, is it? No, that's Judgment. Day. They got one hour. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's, that's Judgment Day. No, you do the one which has got you know Vince is the special guest referee, right. and you've got the Austin in in the corner. I think Shane's the special guest referee, and Vince is in Triple H's corner. Mm -hmm. Austin comes back to be in The Rock's corner. He batters Patterson. Patterson, Fresco. Mm. It's perfect. Oh, and Bailey versus Sasha Banks, Brooklyn. Yeah, absolutely. That's the yep. Uh, and yeah, don't do the respect match because that gives that, yeah, a half an hour of your time. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, do, Bailey do the, Bro yeah, do the Brooklyn match. Yeah. Uh, and Tyria Marcus here says, Luke, I love your accents. Please do more of them. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 
Jonathan Cantres has, been a, uh, has become a brand new member. And Brandon Brown has become a brand new member. Let's just have a quick check, see if that was the last of our chats. I believe it is. We'll have another check in a second, but I'm going to end the poll. In about a month's time, Luke's going to have a tombola of accents that he's just going to whip out at any given moment. Um, and I'm it's excellent gonna... at accents. Okay. <laughs> if I if I say that you are, this is the thing. If I I'm like if I say you are, maybe you'll stop. But if I say you are, maybe you'll carry on. And <laughs> I, I think I'm damned if I do and I don't. It's it's a lose lose situation. <laughs> or it's a lose lose situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't do an Irish accent. I can do a few accents. Irish never. Yeah. What I've, I've tried. Can you do? Uh, well, now you put me on the spot, and I feel shy, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Typical actor. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't want to be at work. I don't want to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ro, what did you think of this episode of Raw? Thumb? I liked it very much. I, 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 I can't do it. I'm on the spot. I used to be able to do it quite well. Cheese oh, on a stick. Jeff Jarrett walk into the room here. <laughs> Hi, Luke. I remember you from Wrestle Talk. We worked together loads. <laughs> We've been friends for a long time. I certainly didn't forget about you in the press conference. This is bad. This is very bad. Wrap it up. Swedish people. I'm from Sweden. That's a, that's an in joke. That's specifically that's an in joke for the, the for those who know. Anyway, uh, you gave this 55% thumbs up. 41 mid. So that is kind of a it's a range right there. That is kind. Of, that is what we were said there. It's mid pointing slightly. Up. I mean, we've gone from a run of some really thumbs up shows mm. to mid getting a lot more action. So yeah, there you go. That is everything on this episode of Raw. Uh, thank you all so much for joining. Tomorrow here on the channel, it will be the best of WrestleTalk Ooh. from uh, the month of August. So yeah, that's going up tomorrow. So oh. please do enjoy that video because Vinny does a lot of work in putting together the best of WrestleTalk podcast. So go and watch that video and give that man his flowers as well. Uh, and then on Thursday, we're back with the Dynamite review. Uh, until then, please do press the subscribe button if you made it this far. You'll get all the fallout from All Out. And give it a thumbs up as well. And leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Raw. And we'll be back very, very soon. Uh, I've been Nico. And D.A.D., that has been your jam, that champion. Still. The Professor, the Truth, Dan Layton. Hardcore Country. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.